Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 85, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 85. I am back in your ear gate. I don't know how long it's been. I know it's been more than a few weeks. It may even have been two months. I don't quite know. All I know is the Rona happened, sheltering in place happened, a lot has happened, and, uh, you know, the podcast, while I love it, It just didn't seem as important, and I was just trying to work through some other things and get myself together and just stay focused, and yeah, it just, it kind of went to the wayside, but I'm back. I missed you. I hope you missed me, and even if you didn't, I'm still back, (laughs) but yeah, you know, this is a, this has been a weird time, and I keep telling myself I'm going to stop saying that, but can we just acknowledge one last time? that things have been weird. Yes? Okay. As long as we we all know this. Okay. So before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about a thing that I made. So have you ever taken one of those magazine quizzes to find your perfect style? Do, Do you remember those in like Seventeen Magazine or Glamour? And the modern version of that is like a BuzzFeed quiz where you can find which Harry Potter house you would be sorted into? Yes, you've taken that. It's not just me. Well, I have made my own quiz, and it is to help you figure out which info product you should create. It's really quick, it's easy, and you'll get a list of my favorite resources once you take it. So if you're curious about which info product you would be paired up with, and there's several options, you can take the quiz over at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash quiz. Now, today's episode is one of those episodes where I'm going to give you some tough love No, that's not tough love. I'm going to give you a kick in the pants. I don't believe in tough love. I believe in pushing people towards greatness, and there's nothing tough about that. It's all love. So I I just want to do this episode to talk about four myths that are holding you back. Because more than ever, we need leaders. We need leaders in online entrepreneurship and creative entrepreneurship. We need better leaders in politics, but that is outside of my wheelhouse, so we're not going to go there. But we just need people to step into their power, to own their greatness. And we need a lot more women to do this. So, you know, here's a call to action, ladies. If you're feeling inspired and spicy after this episode, then get to it. But I just want more people to do the things that they have been called to do. And I say this all the time. If the universe gave you the idea, then you are the perfect person to bring it to life. And you know how I know this is true? Because I saw somebody tweet something similar. I saw this tweet the other day and the woman said, you will never be given a vision that you cannot make reality. And I believe this so passionately. And so I'm making this episode for you in hopes that we can crush some of these myths, some of these excuses, some of these thought distortions that are holding you back. And I can empower you to take the next tiny step on your vision, no matter what it is. 
even if it's so grand and so big that you don't even know how to contain yourself, it doesn't even matter. I want you to get started and I want you to get started right away because I believe in you. And nothing makes me sadder than listening to someone wax poetic about an idea that they have, how excited they are, the things that they have researched, some of the ideas that they want to put in place. And then I see that person months later and I ask them like, so did you do the thing? And they say no, because they were afraid or they let one of these myths hold them back or insert a million and one excuses. What I'm about to share, I feel like are the four main excuses that I hear. And this is coming from people that I've coached in a one-on-one coaching capacity. This is from conversations that I've had with women or men or people in general at conferences, things I've talked about with friends. And I just get really, really disappointed because when I hear someone share their idea and I see how excited they are, like I can see their eyes light up as they talk about it. I feel so excited and I can see it. I'm a very visual person. So when you start telling me things, I see the visuals in my mind and I can see it for them. And I'm like, oh yes, like that would be perfect. I could totally see that happening. And then they shrink back from that vision. And it just makes me so incredibly sad because I just don't know how else to tell you that I see it for you. And the universe sees it for you. That's why they told the idea to you. And that's why they gave the vision to you. And let me stop delaying. Let's talk about these four myths because, yo, we have work to do. I have work to do. I'm looking around at a lot of things that are happening that I'm extremely unhappy with. And I know that I'm still here to make a difference. And I believe the same thing for you. And so it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to put on our big girl panties and do it. Take this action and and, and go to the next level. So here are four myths that are holding you back in your creative business, maybe even your life. Let's talk about it. So the first myth is the expert myth. I'm not an expert. Have you said that to yourself? Have you thought that in your mind? Because I totally have. That is another form of imposter syndrome. It's shrinking yourself and your internal defense mechanisms going into overdrive and making you feel like, well, who are you to step up to teach this thing? Or who are you to launch this YouTube channel or this podcast or write this book, whatever it is? But Here is the thing. No one is asking you to be an expert. Not a single person said that I'm only going to listen to you if you're an expert. I tell people things all the time that I'm not an expert in, okay? I I give my sister parenting advice. I have one child, one single child. My sister has six, yet she calls me for parenting advice or to ask me what I think about things that she should do with her kids all the time. And she has six of them. I only have one. No one is asking you to be an expert. If you don't believe me, Denise Duffield Thomas, she is the creator of 
the website Lucky Bitch. And she also wrote a book called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. She's she's funny. She's a, a money expert. And she said something that I think is so smart. And I think that it's really empowering and maybe it will help you shift the perspective on an expert. So I want to read this quote that she wrote. She says, I'm a contributor, not a guru. As soon as I gave myself permission to contribute to the conversation of women and money and not have to be a guru or an expert, then my business became fun. If you really care about a topic, be a contributor. Who cares if you don't know everything? You don't have to be the best to make a difference to someone. So I don't have to have six kids for what I say to my sister to make a difference. You don't have to be the best YouTuber in order to make a difference to someone. You have value in just the way that you are right now. And your audience is not asking you to be an expert. Your audience is asking you to share your experience. They want to see your journey through your lens. It's enough to show them what you're working on. It's enough to give them peeks and insight into how you're tackling problems that come about in your business. It's just enough to share your downfalls, like things that have happened and how you are bouncing back from that. All of that is enough. And you don't have to be an expert. As a matter of fact, you are an expert. You're an expert in your life. You're an expert in your experience. You're an expert in your journey. So if that's not expert enough, I don't know what is. So I really want you to start thinking about what an expert is, because I think that we have built this idea of the expert, the guru in our minds, and nobody knows everything. And a lot of these people who we are looking at as experts and gurus, they have teams, they have coaches, they have copywriters, like they have people that are doing these other pieces. So they're not even expert in their entire business, maybe just a facet of it. But I really want you to think about, have you helped one person? Can you think of one person that you have helped in relation to your business, the thing that you are passionate about, the knowledge that you have? If you have been able to help one person, you have something of value to share. And that's enough. And I always say this, and I even, I wrote this inside of the fear guide. There's someone waiting for you to show up as you are right now. They don't need you to be more expert. They're not looking for you six months from now, a year, three years, five years from now. They are stuck and looking for you right now. And they don't need you to be an expert or a guru to help them get unstuck. And the longer that you take to believe in your power, the longer that you take to show up as you, how you are now, the longer they're going to stay stuck. And when I think about that, that feels really selfish to know that I have the ability right now to help someone and help them get unstuck. And I'm not doing my part. I'm not showing up. And all I have to do is be myself. And all I have to do is share what I already know. So please let the expert thing go. Let that label go. Don't be an expert, be a contributor. Contribute to the conversation. 
share your story. That is enough. So that's number one. Number two, and this one I am guilty of, so I'm not even giving you that much of a judgy look, but I am giving you a judgy look. (laughs) I need to look into this more. I need to research this more. I need to consume more things about this before I take action. And this is the literal recipe for analysis paralysis. Because how much information is enough? When is enough enough? I always think back to this quote that Felicia Hatcher said. She said this on episode number 14. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because Felicia is brilliant and she's doing amazing work out of Miami. But she said, too many people educate themselves out of their dreams because they keep researching instead of taking action. Raise your hand if that's you. (laughs) If it's you, I have my hand slightly raised because I, I can fall into this trap as well. But it's time to stop researching. It's time to stop consuming content. You need to start taking action and you need to start creating content. We don't need more consumers. We need more people who are out there taking action, who are doing the hard things, who are showing up and doing the work. And it doesn't have to be a thing of you need to have this 100% right to take action. No, you just need to know the next step. You don't need to know, you don't need to see the entire staircase right now. It's enough just to pick one thing on your to-do list and implement it. It's one thing to take one strategy that you have been reading about and start implementing it into your business. But Continuing to research and thinking that you're going to find this magic bullet, that's just, it's not working. And I'm pretty sure if you're being honest with yourself, you realize it's not working. So I want to challenge you. One, to think of one thing that you can do right now and go do it, implement it, take action on that thing. And then two, I want you to try something that I've been doing and I feel like it works really well. And that is to try just-in-time learning. So I'm on this kick where I don't want to consume any more information because, one, it's, it's overwhelming to consume all of that information. And then you're sitting here, it's just bubbling around in your mind, causing overwhelm. But instead, I only consume information when I actually need it. So if I'm launching and I want to know more about launches or, or get some new strategies, At that point, I'll look into launching, but I'm not looking into podcasting or creating courses or Instagram. Like I'm not researching any of these things just to be researching them or consuming them or taking courses or insert what product on them. I'm only doing them if that is the information that I need to continue to the next step that I'm working on. So I want to challenge you to try that as well. Stop consuming. I want you to just focus on taking action and it can be imperfect action, okay? Because once you actually take action and you start doing the thing, then you get feedback, you get data and you can make better decisions when you have data. But until you get to that point, you're just consuming without actually knowing if what you're consuming is useful, if it's gonna help you move in the direction that you want. And we don't wanna do that. 
So stop researching yourself into analysis paralysis. So that's myth number two, the research myth. I need to look into this more. Number three, I can't afford it. And I want to say before I go any further, this is a valid concern. I totally get it. There are some things that we genuinely can't afford, and that's fine. However, I also want to say that most creative businesses are bootstrapped. I've bootstrapped this business for years until I got to the point where it could pay for itself. But it's not a matter of needing money to do all of the things. You don't need to do all of the things. You don't need to put every single thing in place at one time. It's more about being strategic with your investments, strategically investing money into things that are going to either free up more time or help you earn money. But a lot of times I find that we get caught up in this bells and whistles, the shiny, the shiny object syndrome. Maybe you've heard me mention something on the podcast that I use and you think, great, when he uses it, I should use it too. Possibly. But then again, maybe not. Maybe you can get by with a free alternative or maybe you don't even need that thing at all. Um, If you think about it, like the job of influencers, and I don't consider myself to be an influencer. However, I do have an audience and sometimes when I recommend things, you buy it. So in that sense, I can be looked at as an influencer. But the job of an influencer is to influence people to influence people to spend money, influence people to consume things. So I believe a lot of times we look at what other people are doing and we get influenced to spend money or make investments in our business that we're not actually ready for. And that's fine. Like every business has its time, but there are plenty of free tools. There are very, there are a lot of low cost tools that you can use to get started. I would say The only thing that I don't know that you can get, well, I won't say you can't get it for free. Um, I will say the, the thing that I do encourage people to spend money on is one, purchasing your domain name and two, making sure you have website hosting for your blog or your podcast or whatever content you're creating. I definitely think that you need to have your own website. And that's one of those things that Good ones are not normally free. There are free alternatives, for example, WordPress.com. And if money is super duper tight and that's all you can afford, WordPress.com will work until you don't need it anymore. But if you have a little bit of money, I do suggest website and your domain name. You buy those things and the rest of the stuff, I promise you, you can bootstrap, you can find clever hacks. You can use a free version of, there's so many different tools. And as a matter of fact, I have an episode coming up where I'm going to share how you can create your first info product using only free tools. So we're talking about like the thing to actually create it, ways to sell it, and with spending $0. So look out for that. That's coming up really soon. Um, But anyway, my point is, Yes, you might not be able to afford to hire out a whole team to do all the things, but you can make small investments. You can 
be very clever and resourceful in how you use your resources. Okay, so don't let the I can't afford it get in the way. There are ways that you can do it. And I just think a lot of times we get very tunnel vision and thinking we need all of these fancy tools and cameras and mics and whatever because we've seen somebody else use it. But that's not the case. So that's number three, the myth of I can't afford it. And then number four, the myth of I need a bigger audience. Is this you? Are you the person who doesn't want to launch because you feel like I don't have enough followers? I don't have enough email subscribers. I don't have enough people listening to what I have to say. You don't need to have a giant audience to start monetizing your business. You don't need a giant audience to share your message. You don't need a giant audience to start helping people. The thing about social media and just where we are right now in the online world is that you have access to so many people. You can partner with people to get in front of their audiences. You can start engaging in online communities and get in front of those audiences, but you don't necessarily need a bigger audience. And then if you start thinking about it, the logic behind that, how big is big enough? This is kind of like the the guru thing or like the information thing, like how much is enough? How much is enough that you're going to feel like that is the amount, like the perfect right amount? So don't get caught up in believing you need a bigger audience. What you need to be focusing on is showing up and showing up consistently. Your job is to show up Show up where your people are, the people that you want to help. Show up in their spaces and start helping. That's what you do. That's how you start to grow your audience. But just thinking that I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait until I get to this magical number of people. You don't have to do that. There are countless examples of people monetizing their businesses and getting started on a great foot with a tiny audience. Sometimes that's what you need. You need that like core, tight-knit group of people that can see your vision, they love your stuff, and they start supporting you. And then a lot of times those people tell their people, and that's how you begin to grow. And if you're feeling like, yeah, I hear you, but I still need to grow my audience, it's not too late to start building your audience. And as a matter of fact, this should be something that you're doing every single day. And I encourage you to start audience building as soon as possible if you're not already doing that. But don't let the audience thing stop you. And if you are in this space where you're like, okay, I need to start building my audience, start doing that. It's really as simple as one, deciding who you want to help. Two, become a content creator. Okay, content is an attraction tool. If you think about the way that we use pretty much everything, social media, search engines, they're all content driven. When you search in Google for questions or something that you're looking for, that's content driven. Google is returning you search results based on content that it thinks is most relevant to your your search. Same thing with Pinterest. Pretty much the same thing with Instagram. If you think about the Instagram explore page, that's basically a rehash of content that's similar to the content that you interact with on your account. So everything is content driven. Content is an attraction tool. So become a content creator. 
three, hang out in those places that your people are hanging out in and engage with them. Don't be afraid to join the conversation. And the last thing I feel like is the easiest one, be genuinely helpful. If this is the audience that you want to work with, if this is the audience that you want to serve, serve them, help them, help solve their problems. And I promise you, you will start to build that audience. But don't get yourself so bogged down in this. I need a bigger audience before I launch. I need a bigger audience before I monetize. None of those things are true. You can start monetizing right now. You can start helping people right now as you're building that gigantic audience, even though you don't need that. (laughs) You don't need a gigantic audience to be profitable. You can start today. So all of these things that you are believing, these four myths, these things are stopping you from taking action. They're like roadblocks. They are blocking you from taking your business to the next step. That could be a next level. That could be a new product. It could be more money. It could be a new idea. It might be a new type of content, but you're being stopped before you even get started because you believe these myths and they're toxic. They're in the way. And as I said in the beginning of this episode, I see it for you. The thing, the vision, I see it for you. And I believe that you are the perfect right person to bring that to life. But you have to get control of your belief system. You got to stop believing this BS because it's not true. Okay. You have to step up and, and do the thing that you're called to do. And I'll say this one last thing before I wrap up. And all of these myths, all of these excuses, they are rooted in fear. And listen, we are not about to let fear have all the fun because fear is holding you back from achieving more. It's holding you back from showing your full capabilities and what you're really made of and preventing you from living the life that you know that you want to live, doing the things that you know that you want to do. And that's just, that's no bueno, okay? Fear fear just has a way of stealing joy and making us feel like we're not enough, making us feel inadequate, making us feel like we can't handle hard things. And I know that's not true because you have survived 100% of your worst times so far. And you're going to continue to survive. So let's not let fear steal from us. Let's not let it have all the fun because I still believe that you are capable of so much more and I want to see you do it. I want to see you do the thing. Okay, whatever it is, I want to see you knock that out the park and just really, really show up for yourself. So to recap really quickly, our four myths Four toxic myths that are holding us back in our creative business, believing we're not expert enough, believing that we need to research or look into this more, believing that we can't afford to make investments in our business, and believing that we can't do anything until we get a bigger audience. And those are totally false. They're not true. So stop believing them. Two things before we go. One, Don't forget to take the info product quiz 
You can find that at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash quiz. Two, I would love for you to leave a review for the show. If you are um, listening on iPhone or in some type of Apple player, open that up and leave a review. Some of these other podcast apps, there's so many, I'm not going to name them all. But if your podcast app has the ability to leave a review, please do that. Let me know what you think about the show. Usually it's like one to five star rating. Give it a five. Give it a five. Gentle nudge. Give it a five. No, I'm kidding. Uh, rate the show, honestly. Tell me, give, your, give me your feedback. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you don't like about the show. I am open to your feedback because I want to make the best show possible for you. And I need to know. I need your input in order to make improvements or do more of what you like. So with that being said, until next time, you guys, go out there and pimp your brilliance. Uh-huh.